All right, Brandon Green, let's go, Brandon. Um, today, yeah, we've got our first uh, guest here, Alison Nissen. How are you, Alison? She's in Florida, I believe. I, I'm actually in Texas, but I am doing very well. Thank you. Oh, you're in Texas, Houston, Texas. That's right. That's where I uh, got kicked out of America and lost my part. Uh, I'm never allowed in America ever again. Oh, that's not very good. Yeah, I don't know if you said, want to come back right now, though. <laughs> no, not anytime soon. Jeez, man, that was yeah, a crazy time. I flew in from Colombia, and I was there for three months living there and um, not doing anything sus, and they just got me, and they said, you're in there for three months. That's a bit long. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then they searched my bag and found, like, tiny bit of marijuana that I hid. I don't even smoke the stuff that I hid from, that I bought from a homeless man who was pestering us for 10 bucks one night three months ago, hid it from the clean. I forgot where I hid it and they found it. And then I got deported. And yeah, that's a bit of a story because you can, I can never go back to America ever again. But yeah, that's what happens if you get caught. And they were crazy. <laughs> and then the pe- and then the, they, I got escorted on the plane with the cops and everything. And then when I landed in California, they were like, "Dude, in Texas, here we would have been like, well, whatever." Like, so so crazy how your country is so different. But yeah, I pre- I prefer where you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dave, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, you're half an hour early, buddy. All right, no worries. Yeah, so Alison, um, that's my story about Houston. Um, so yeah, what what's going on there? What what do you do with yourself? Ah, well, I do a lot of writing, so I like to consider myself a storytelling coach. I have this professor gig that I deal with students, and then I teach literature. I teach intro to humanities and a theater appreciation course. So those are a lot of fun, but I, I, I love telling stories and I love helping other people to identify the stories that they have to be able to share with other people. We love to connect with everyone and it's through story that we do that connection. So some people can't tell a story though they want to? They can't tell a story or they don't know how to tell a story for their business, for example. They want to sell something. They have a a widget and they want to sell it, but they don't know how to sell it because it's just a widget to them. They hold it in their hand and they say, here's my widget. Would you like to buy one? Well, if somebody comes up to you and says, here's a widget, would you like to buy one? You're going to probably say no. Why would I want to buy it? But if someone came up to you and said, this widget changed my life, would you like to know more? You're inclined to say yes. And at that point, you launch into a story. Right, and then they can relate with it, whereas before it's just a product and without a need, and then you you get them, you help them build a need to the to the buyer or yeah, who they want to communicate. Helping sellers, or is it just sellers, or is it other people as well? It, it's it's everybody. So entrepreneurs, mostly. That's who I I work with a lot of. Is entrepreneurs? They have a great service. Maybe it's nutrition and wellness services. Okay. And how do they sell that? Why 
is nutrition and wellness important to them? What is their story? Maybe they had a child who was bulimic and through their research and trying to make their child well, they discover they have a passion to help others also improve their lives with nutrition. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's interesting. And uh, also on that, you you said you're an author uh, or you teach people to write. I, I do teach people to write. I am an author. I have done a lot of ghost writing. So I write other people's stories. They'll tell me their story. I put it down on paper, make it sound better than the way they told it. And then we yeah. sell it. Okay. And where, where do you get your work from that? Is it from like freelancer? Uh, most platform? of it is, yeah, most of it's through word of mouth. And word of connection. mouth, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing it a long time. Yeah, I have. I have, yes. Oh, before the whole freelance thing on the internet blew up in the last 10 years? Yeah, it's probably, it's been within the last 10 years, but okay. I fell into it. Interestingly enough, I decided I was going to write my own book. Yeah. My story is that I, I was not selected for the full-time professorship I wanted to because my competition had a book and I didn't. And so oh. I took that opportunity to say, I'm going to write a book. And of course, writing a book is not an easy thing to do. You don't just sit down and you write a book and you're done like three months later. Yeah. In the meanwhile, I started getting involved with a lot of writers groups and a lot of organizations about writing. And I started heading up my own local writers group. And that was when I wasn't living in Florida. So that's where the Florida Mm -hmm. comes from. And I had my name out there. I had my own website. I was doing my own blogs and Somebody who was local to my community happened to find me on the internet and said, hey, could you tell my story? It's too hard for me to tell myself. (laughs) And, you know, first I'm like, okay, this is a little bizarre. I asked my husband. He said, why not? Go for it. So we met, and his story was a very difficult story for him to tell. His company He had a longtime customer. He was an insurance uh, broker, and he had a brick-and-mortar store. And someone came in, a longtime customer came in, and he had um, duct tape and gasoline and a gun, and he shot a bunch of employees. He burned the building down. It was was extremely a horrific story, and you could see why it was hard for him to tell, but – he wanted to share his story with other people. And I was honored to be chosen to tell it for him. Right. And then he published it and you were, I guess, the ghostwriter? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. cool. And um, and then it went from there. He, he had others and then. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I had connected at that point with other people who had either read the book and, and, wanted to get in touch with me or had read articles about what we did. And and that's where they um, connected. And then I'm also involved. My sister and I started a business for other entrepreneurs. I have gotten a lot of business that way as well. Yeah. Right. So have you, what, what would you, what would you say would be your best um, thing that you love doing the most for and that, that, yeah, for other clients, like is it uh, helping? Is it ghostwriting or? 
I like to call it ghost editing. I like when okay. they do the majority of the writing and then I just go yeah. fix it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I've had ghostwriters where they're like, build me a story on this and then you've got to figure it out as if it's your own, I guess. There's people like that and and then there's people that have done it and it's all a mess and you have to go through and fix it. Right. Yes. I, I do enjoy when people give me something and I'm able to re-swizzle it for yeah. them and, and it turns out to be something spectacular and I got to thank you and some money. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and these author groups, because I've thought of um, going to one myself, uh, yeah, but I don't know if I'd fit in or like are they just strange people that go there? <laughs> writers writers are definitely a strange bunch. But... That's what I've seen and they're like, we're doing a me and I'm like, ugh. I don't know if I can do this, but um, because I, I I myself wrote a book last year, a, a children's book, uh, it's uh, on solar panels because I sell solar power, um, and I noticed there was no like children's book on so so it's called the Mighty Solar Panel, and it's it was a bit of a mission, so I went through it all and uh, I've got it printed, it, uh, I've got the uh, illustrator, it's a cool book I guess, and. Um, but yeah, I I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and I'd like to do more because I've I've got an eighteen month old now, and he, he'll soon he'll be interacting and reading books, and that's what got me into it. But then I wanted to go further and see how how much I can you know change my writing. But and then I thought I'll go there and pick these guys' brains, but I thought maybe they're crazy or too like I would I don't know if I'd fit with them you think you think i should just go and see how it goes look definitely go see how it goes i would give it two times two visits the the first visit you'll you 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 may go in and say wow these are my people this is awesome but you might go in and be like what what's going on so sometimes it takes that second trip to see if you're really going to be a fit with people but you know the the thing with writers is a lot of times they're really shy and introverted people they're not necessarily people people that's and what they all look like bunch <laughs> of shy outcast misfit uh misfits and because my mate he's actually you know uh, he's joined a book club he's like me you know real like me like we say normal but the other side say we're right-wing lunatics or whatever but he goes to one and they all tried to like vax him like the first day and he's like whoa and they all just attacked him and I said yeah man that's what these people look like but he goes but I want to learn about their books and about them because we do but we just yeah so I, I think I will go to this cafe or bar and drink a, a bloody pale ale or whatever weird beer they drink you know but um, I'll, I'll see what it's like but I've always been a bit like yeah, they're a bit, they're a different group of people. But yeah, you're right, I should go. Yeah, and, definitely, um, definitely check it out. And, and who knows? It, it could change your writing career. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, and how often would you go to these things? And do you like, are you like the boss of them? Uh, I used to be. I'm not anymore. I ranked about once a month, and once a month was probably enough for me. Yeah. Okay, and do you like you'd learn a lot because people would be there writing biographies for people. People would be there writing kids' books. People would be there writing 
I also wrote a, a little business book for my business, like a, a buyer's guide thing, and that took a little bit. You know, you got to sit there, write the chapters down, and then it's fun because at the end of it, you're like, wow, I built this big, cool thing, you know. Uh, yeah. So how many books have you written yourself? I've written four. Four, yeah. Four. Okay, and what are they? M- mostly nonfiction. Nonfiction. So, I guess all nonfiction, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I saying. and then I've done a lot of the ghost editing for yeah. people, and those are are big books. Sometimes you know, three four hundred pages. You go in Whoa. and and and, and I, when I do the editing for that, I'm I'm doing it as from like a high level perspective and making sure things fit, making sure that there's not a character that's thrown in at, at the 90, 90th percent through the book. And all of a sudden there's a pivotal character that's thrown in. Like that doesn't fly. Your audience won't like that. So it's really all about the audience who you're trying to. Yeah. Well, so you're, and I guess being your job, as opposed to someone that's even really good at writing their own book, you're, also reading it as writing it as you're reading it as someone with not much idea as well which is what the target audience is so do you understand what i'm saying i'm just yeah when i when i do uh an edit like that i need to assume i am their target audience for example i edited a, a book um a prisoner from vietnam war and yeah. I mean, I'm not his target audience. I don't go to the bookstore and pick up books on the Vietnam War. Yeah. But I read it as if I were the target audience. And that's yeah. one of the ways that you go through as an editor to make yeah. sure that the story works. And again, if, if all of a sudden a character pops up or a scenario pops up that's not realistic, it's the job of the editor to say, Let's go ahead and, and introduce this either earlier, figure out a way to weave it in, or take it out altogether. Okay. Yeah, right. So, and have you ever done anything to do with fiction? Has someone ever presented a fictional story and then you've had to do that, or you strictly work on nonfiction stuff? I have done, I have done a lot of fiction as well. Fortunately, those have been very entertaining. <laughs> so they haven't been too difficult for me. Yeah, but yeah right. I would have a I would have a much harder time with something that was like a sci-fi because it's not a genre that I read. It's not one I understand. So you and me both. Yeah, real life. I I can get real life because I have a real life. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't have a robot, so I don't really know how that works. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was. That's why I'm scared I go to one of these things and they're all Skyfire writers and I'm sitting there. They're a different. They're not even human, those people. It's Star Wars. I can't get on board, you know. But, um, yeah, but they stick to their own lane and I'd imagine they wouldn't, you wouldn't cross paths too much. That's true. Yeah. You know, one of the things that happens with writers groups is you get people that are – can you hear my dog in the background? I apologize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the school bus is stopping or something. She's she's very <laughs> excited. But that sometimes you'll get writers that want to help you even though they don't understand your genre. And then you need to be a little more wary. But 
most of the time you'll find writers that understand the idea of audience. And if you can communicate to others who your ideal audience is and you start there, they will be receptive to helping you from that point of view. Okay. Right. And um, do these people, I guess, use you again or they're just like one-off orders? Or some of them you build like a relationship with and they've and they've gone again and again? Or the people are mainly just, oh, I want this one book for one? Like... A lot of my work is the one book because it's – they're trying to tell their story and then they're having yeah. trouble. They, they have that one story and that's what okay. they really want to, to, to do. So these stories produce. are pretty, pretty big stories. Correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. Right. Well, that's, that's definitely good. So then if someone wanted a story to get off their chest and put it into a book form, you're the, you're the, you're the professional for that, you know, you <laughs> That's what you've done, and and you you and you continue to want to do it. Correct, correct. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been able to do a lot of ghost blogging lately, yeah. which is a lot more fun because it's a lot shorter. And I do have repeat customers there, so we ghost blogging. These people can't even blog for themselves. <laughs> I know, or they can't. Well, <laughs> let's, put that, let's put it that way. We've all come yeah. across some things that are a little. Um, Different. Not as well written as they could have. As they should be, yeah. Okay. And did you go to university for writing or anything like that? I went to school for literature. So I have both an undergraduate and graduate degree in literature, not in writing. Writing was school of hot fire. Okay. So what what's the difference between literature and writing? Is there a difference? Or... And when you say school, what school do you mean? Anyway, when I say school of so I went I went to I went to university. University to, graduate, yeah. And then a graduate university. Uh, and then with writing I just learned by the you know the seat of my pants in that sense. Writing is different from literature in that when you're when you're reading literature and you're reading to learn from literature, you're analyzing what was said, how it was said, what was the intent. Did the intended audience understand what it was supposed to be? Uh, there's, you know, there's that. The, the literature, literature is communication within words, within, within content, I guess. Within content. Very well okay. said. Very well said. And then the writing is the actual, you know, putting it down on paper. And they are very different skill sets. Okay, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's probably what I'm not that good at. So I would then hire someone like you. So you can be good at a story. You can be good at talking about a story, but the whole communicating it, which is what you have a degree in, is, is literature, and that's how you do so well. And and there are a lot of people like you, or is it a niche? There's a lot of people like me, but it is a niche. So there, yeah. it's not... Is you don't come across ghostwriters every day. It's, no. <laughs> you, know, you might come across a computer programmer every day, but you're not going to come yeah. across a ghostwriter every Ghost day. Ghostwriter. Okay, cool. And um, where where's the best place for people to uh, look more into your services or, or get in contact with you? 
I would suggest alisonnison.com. That would be A-L-I-S-O-N-N-I-S-S-E-N.com. And I have a bunch of my blog stories and some interviews and other interesting information there. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, was there anything else you wanted to share today? No, but I'm really honored to be here. Thank you so much for no having worries. me. No worries. No worries. Well, you have a great uh, end of, what is the evening over there now? Yeah, it's getting close to dinner time. Dinner time. And your dog might be a bit hungry too. <laughs> My dog might be might be a bit hungry as well. That's right. <laughs> All right. No worries, Alison. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. No worries. Ciao.